Hey humans, back with another episode today. I am diving into one of the biggest lessons that has really helped me to overcome and even befriend my own self-doubt. And I'm really excited to share that with you today in this little short snippy episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Embracing Human, a podcast to remind you that you are not broken and in need of fixing, but simply human. Hang on, beautifully human. And as a human, you probably face challenges and obstacles. Am I right? I'm your host, Taryn Rain, founder of The Remote Yogi, and my intention for this podcast is to give you the tools to feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Together, we'll explore what it is to embrace human. Let's do this. Hey, humans. I'm excited for this episode. I've been um, putting off recording hoping that I feel a bit less sick. And as like days and days continued of me feeling like I've got a small head cold and a little fever, when it didn't go away after five days, I took a little test this morning. And yep, I have the vid again. So it's going to be a little snotty today. (laughs) I'm like literally sitting here with like snot running from my nose. I've got a steaming hot cup of tea. And just happy to be able to tune in like this in my pajamas and share what I love. Um, Because while I thought about skipping a week for the podcast, I do that all the time. I also just really felt called to share and use my voice today. And that was feeling exciting. So I listened to my intuition. Um, So feeling superhuman. I actually took last week off. Uh, work for the most part. I just did a little bit of emails at night and client check-ins, but I have been feeling really disconnected with my body. Um, not so much in the physical sense. I still like move my body pretty often. I still go to the gym. I still go to dance class and yoga. Um, but in the sense that I feel like I've been getting major up levels in my mindset and building awareness to some of the behavioral things that I've been going through in my life. I I know I talked a couple episodes back on the major things I learned in therapy last year, and I've been integrating all of that from a logical place, from understanding uh, that I was neglected as a child, that I didn't have my emotional needs met, that there were deeper woundings from religion and conservative upbringing than I even recognized in the last 10 years of like really digging through it. I found even more last year. Um, Just like other behavioral problems that come up through fear-based challenges that still come up. So feeling human in that. And I really made huge strides in the way I think about it, the way I logically understand it, the way I can analyze it. But I have not been dropping it to my body because I mean, half of last year I was moving so quickly with travel and then really trying to build up my businesses that I just didn't give myself enough space to drop it into my body. So last week I decided to take some time off. I went to a festival about an hour away from me up in a place called Ubud. I stayed in a little guest house surrounded by nature 
and got to dance and move through ceremony and just drop in to my body even more. Um, and that was really nice. And just having that recognition that even though I teach this, even though I work with clients every day to help them get into their felt sense, which is like how the feelings show up physically on your body, how to process feelings um, through expression and, and release through the body. I teach this. I know this well. And sometimes we don't always follow the tools or um, it can just be easy for a lot of time to pass without giving space to drop in at a deep enough level, right? Like I've been dancing every day. I've been checking in pretty regularly, but to really um, drop in at the level I needed um, and probably still need to some extent, I had to really like step away from life and take that week. And I finished the week feeling super excited to come back to work and to really set up some new structure and strategy. Um, I think one of the things that has been really challenging for me is this balance of um, coming more into my feminine when I'm not working and really being in the flow and creativity and play and then continuing to keep the masculine structure at work. I feel like slowly my masculine structure at work has been falling apart. Um, to part of my realization last week was creating more defined boundaries between the two. So I've been um, creating more structure. I decided and committed this week to going into an office every day. Um, I've committed to an office schedule that I provided to my friends. Uh, and they're joining as well. And we're just holding each other accountable to show up when we say we will. Um, and then I have covid so I'm just kind of laughing at the way um, I think sometimes when we let things go for too long, when we let the embodiment go for too long, it will manifest an illness. And um, I think my body is just saying, hey, it's great that we went to the festival last week, but you waited way too long. And so here we are. We're sick. So just feeling a bit human in that today and... Um, also feeling brain foggy because of COVID. So that's lovely. Okay. What did I want to talk about today? It was not about all of that. Um, although you guys let me know if you want to hear more about my journey with like figuring out that masculine feminine balance or um, more of the things I digested with my therapist, do let me know. But I really wanted to talk today about self-doubt. I was on a little talk show today for Digital Nomads and he asked me a lot about my journey as a digital nomad and becoming an entrepreneur. And I feel like the common theme I kept repeating on accident was the importance of like self-belief and the reason I'm able to be where I am today. The reason I'm able to have the lifestyle that I have today is because I had to believe in myself over and over and over again, even when it didn't make sense to, even when like fear and self-doubt were like screaming in my head. I had to learn how to quiet those voices or work with those voices and, and um, validate them so I could move through and be where I am now. And I love talking about this. I love talking about self-doubt. I did a big talk on it um, at a co-working space here recently and at a couple of um, summits this year. So I figured um, to bring this topic back to the podcast because I know a lot of you struggle with self-doubt and the way it shows up in your life might look differently for each of you. 
So self-doubt is a kind of fear, right? So it might show up in overthinking, overanalyzing things. So we might um, be afraid of making a decision or um, we might spend a long time coming up with pros and cons lists and going back and forth on what we think we should be doing or what we want. And that like lack of decision, that lack of really embracing the next step can usually be from self-doubt and not really trusting ourselves, not really believing in our capability or our knowledge. Um, it can also show up in like this fear of being behind in life. I don't know if you guys feel that. I'm like 31 and I feel like I should definitely have a bigger investment account by now and I do not. And, you know, I can get caught up in those kinds of feelings and let that creep in and start to question my worth and uh, I stop believing in, in the person I'm becoming when I let those thoughts really creep in. Um, that fear of failure, of um, not being worthy, of not really belonging, these are all like different variations of how self-doubt can show up in our lives. And it's all normal. It's all good. But just noticing that and being aware of that um, can help you through the rest of this podcast and just to start witnessing in your life, like, where am I letting self-doubt in the voice of self-doubt stop me from doing the things that I want or cause me to procrastinate or try to control everything? Or maybe it shows up for you as, like, perfectionism or I think one of my favorite things I hear from people uh, is like, I have high standards, right? It's this belief that, oh, no, 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 I'm not a perfectionist. I don't have like self-doubt issues. I just have really high standards for myself, which um, can be true. And it might just be our way of trying to constantly prove to ourselves or to others that we are enough. Um, it might be like always comparing ourselves to people, always um, consuming information. I think that this is another area that I get stuck in, especially um, as an entrepreneur. I've seen a lot of this. Running a marketing agency, I've seen a lot of this where I just like need to consume everything there is about Instagram strategy before I'm ever allowed to ever say anything about it. Um, this kind of mindset that I like, I'm just going to keep consuming and consuming it, and it's never enough. That's the problem. It's like when we get stuck in a consumer-based thing, it's not about um, the knowledge itself because it is super important to have knowledge and have expertise in the things that we're out there presenting to the world and sharing with the world. But when, it, when it's always like just out of reach, like uh, as soon as I learn a bit more, I'll feel better. As soon as I have like one more certification of yoga, I'll finally teach, right? That kind of um, overconsumption of information is a sign of self-doubt. And that's okay. Again, I'm just showing you the way it might be showing up in your life, not for judgment, not for self-criticism, but simply to become aware of like, ah, oh, okay, there might be some areas of my life where I am not fully confident in myself, where I'm still doubting my capabilities, my authority, my um, knowledge, my success, and just witnessing that, letting, letting that be okay, and just Understanding that the problem with self-doubt is not the self-doubt itself, but the way it's blocking you from your inner desires. And that might be that you're aware of your desires and fear says no, right? It might be that you know you want to start that business and 
the voice in your head's like, you're not able to figure that out. It might be that you want to move to a new city and the voice in your brain is like, no, girl, that's way too scary. You don't have any friends there. We're not doing that. Right? But also the way it can show up is self-doubt can be so sneaky that we can't even figure out what we want. Right? It's like, I don't have capacity for that. I don't have time to figure out what I want. It's like too big of a question. Um, I don't feel like I'm really allowed to have more than I have right now anyway. That might not be like a, a logical conscious thought, but that might be like a feeling that you're having. Like, you know, it's not, it's not very nice to want more than I already have right now, so I'm not going to have any more desires. Which is frankly just not true. We all have desires. We all have things that we want or are longing for, and that's okay. That actually helps push us towards what we want. But when self-doubt's prevalent, we don't hear those things. We're not aware of them, or maybe we hear them and we brush them off, or um, maybe there's like a slight feeling in our gut that we like ignore. We're like, no, that can't be. That can't be intuition. I don't have that. That can't be it, right? Because the big part about self-doubt, one of the biggest pieces is really just releasing the judgment. Because I think what happens with a lot of us is we witness where maybe we're not showing up for ourselves. We witness where our mindset or our old limiting beliefs have held us back. We witness where our anxiety, our overwhelm is showing up and wreaking havoc in our life. And in witnessing that, we feel bad about ourselves. We're like, God damn it, Taryn. Why can't you just figure this out? Why can't you just get through this? So annoying. And hang on, I need to sneeze. Yeah, so one of the things with that is just recognizing and witnessing that self-doubt is super normal. It's like part of the human condition. Your brain is designed to take care of you, to keep you safe. When you're trying new things or you're putting yourself out there in new ways, it's going to feel scary. It's going to feel like uncharted territory. So there's a part of your brain that wants you to stay back. It's like, no, 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 this is scary. Not because that's necessarily justified and it it might be it might be a scary thing but because that's different it's new and anything that's new and different is going to freak out your brain right so just recognizing like okay my brain's having some self-doubt okay I'm having a bit of fear okay all right I accept it so self-acceptance such a big piece to like soften and like let the self-doubt do its thing. It's going to just warn you about the things coming up. It's going to just point out things that you might not feel that confident in. And you can just witness it and go, okay, let me explore that. It might not be true to me. It might not feel real. But let me just like sit with that, explore that, right? So that's a really big piece, I think, to any kind of struggle that you're going through. This is a lot of the work we do with anxiety and, and overcoming stress and, and overwhelm is Sometimes it's not even about overcoming the anxiety, so to speak, but overcoming the judgment we have about the anxiety because that usually is what makes it so much worse, right? If I can just experience that like, oh, yeah, things are a bit scary right now. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed in my body. You're just recognizing like, yep, my senses are like overwhelmed right now and it all feels like too much and that's okay. That's all right. I feel like this is scary and I'm not good enough. Okay, that's all right. We're going to witness that. We're just going to let it be okay. Let it be what it is. And from that place of acceptance, we have already softened. We've already like given ourselves some gentleness and compassion, which is just incredibly valuable. 
And then at that point, we can maybe tune in. Maybe it's just that soft permission to like witness what else is going on. Maybe just in saying, okay, I see you. That makes sense. Do you have anything else to say? Your self-doubt's going to point out some things that are out of alignment that maybe you want to adjust. Or maybe it's going to point out some things that you need to just do some recentering on so you feel better about it, right? And getting into our body, doing some of that embodiment, like I was saying earlier, getting out of my head, stop overthinking about what's causing the fear, what's coming on, what's going on. Like, that's great. We can do that. I do a lot of that in my coaching. But then dropping into the body and just like moving through it. This might be through dance, through shaking it out, through going on a long walk and just like feeling that and letting it be felt in the body physically, right? And just like letting it go through, letting it out. I also really like um, tuning into the five senses can be really good for me in, in these kinds of um, moments where I'm like feeling super in my head and maybe I don't have the ability to get up and dance and shake or move around. But what I can do is just take like a few breaths where I'm like, what, a, what am I seeing right now? And I'm going to list out all the things I'm seeing. What am I hearing right now? List it all out. What am I smelling? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? Maybe the air conditioning on my skin and um, the way my hair is tickling my back as I talk. Um, I just tune into that. And that's just going to drop me into the present moment. I've witnessed the self-doubt. I've dropped into my body. And now I might be able to have an even better conversation about like what's still real. Because once I get present, some of it just falls away naturally, right? And then I can kind of recalibrate and go, okay, what's the bigger picture here? What am I moving towards? How can I be my own leader? How can I advocate for the bigger vision of my life? How can I advocate for my desires? How can I take on the belief that we're just trying it out? It's all an experiment. Let's just put it out there. We can fix it later. Let's just try this path. If it doesn't work, we can go on a new path. Okay, I'm just trying things. I'm letting life be an experiment, right? Just kind of taking on some of these statements that like feel really good and nourishing to you and that feel true is is huge. And this leads me into like my major point for today. And I know I named this podcast like the number one thing that helped me with self-doubt. And that was taking on a new identity. And it's kind of related to the statements I was just saying. But... The thing with self-doubt is oftentimes we have mental constructs about who we are and who our identity is. And sometimes we have an identity of um, like a weak, not capable person. But I would say the majority of the people I work with, and I bet you if you're listening, you don't really identify with that. That might feel true on some days. But that's not your daily reality. What you might identify with is being a hard worker, being a good sister, a good partner, being a loving girlfriend. You might identify with being whatever your job title is, an entrepreneur, a yoga teacher. You might identify with um, a trait that you really believe in. Or I, my identity is somebody who believes in respect. My identity is um, a freedom seeker, right? These are all identities. And that's okay, and it's beautiful to have these identities. But what happens when self-doubt becomes a, a major source of friction in our life, when this, like, not really sure of ourself comes in, is, is often when we have 
conflict with our identity. And the conflict with our identity might show up as, okay, I thought I was a successful entrepreneur, but I just had a failed launch and no one signed up for my course. And now I'm doubting that identity. And when we doubt that identity that we've set up for ourselves, it feels like shattering. It's like, oh my God, I had this identity of myself. What do other people think about me? Um, it's like our our footing has gone shaky. We like don't know who we are anymore if we're not this version of ourselves. Or if I think I'm a really good friend and then I do something to accidentally upset a friend of mine, it's going to really mess with my identity. It's going to make me question um, if I am a good friend. And then I question who I am because that's a big part of my identity. So one of the things that I noticed was there were certain identities that I could take on that no matter what was happening in my life would remain true. And once I was able to do that and actually believe in that identity, believe in that version of myself, it's really helped me to overcome self-doubt because what I do is instead of focusing on the old identities, which aren't always consistent, like I'm a badass business owner, that doesn't always feel true. And so like instead of identifying solely with that, identifying with this new system that feels like it is true all the time, regardless of how much I'm fucking up, regardless of how many mistakes I make, how many lessons I have to learn. And that is the identity of a lifelong learner or a forever student or just somebody who is here to always learn. Because if that is your identity, if you're here as a forever learner, anything that goes wrong in your life, any momentary fuck up, any falling off the path and getting back up, it's all going to be evidence for you that you are a learner. You're here collecting experiences. You're here trying new things, seeing what works for you, seeing what doesn't, learning from that, moving forward. That's it. This small thing, it sounds small, but when you really can just like let that be the lens at which you see every element of your life, right? So if you have another failed relationship, okay, great. What did I learn from this? I'm a forever learner. I'm not a perfect lover. I'm not a perfect girlfriend. I'm a forever learner. So what can I learn from this? Okay. Yeah, there are ways I can do better, but I honestly believe in who I am and and that's okay too. We get to have both, right? Okay. Uh, this launch failed. Uh, I made zero money this month. Okay, what am I going to learn from this? I'm not a failure. I don't identify with a failure. I identify with a scientist, an experimenter, a learner who's just here trying things out, figuring it out, trying again. So this mindset has helped me so much. So taking on that identity as a learner. And then when we have that identity, it's like, how can I move forward with that identity? So what kind of action steps am I going to be taking? Maybe I try out new things because I see everything as an experiment. Maybe I take the pressure off to get it right the first time or to compare myself to somebody else's timeline or somebody else's business norms or somebody else's lifestyle because that has nothing to do with the path I'm on. And I'm here to learn these things, not learn what they're doing. I'm here to learn my life, not their life, right? Taking on new stories. Huh, what are the old stories that aren't really serving me anymore? And what new stories can I learn that feel better to me, right? Instead of the belief that, oh my God, I'm so irresponsible because I took on all this credit card debt as a teenager and, or high, uh, college student and oh my God, I'll never be responsible with money, right? This is an old story I had. And then I decided, oh wait, if I was a learner, if I was a lifelong learner, I would 
dive into that. I would actually test that theory. Does that actually make sense? Oh, actually, the more I dig into that, the more I realize I was doing really well for the income I was on and barely surviving. And like, I should be proud of myself for how responsible I actually was once I have a new perspective of of life and the way things are. So that's it. That's what I leave you with today is to take on this identity as a lifelong learner, as a forever experimenter or a scientist or whatever kind of resonates with you, a student, and allow that lens to help you work your way through conflict with less self-criticism, with less judgment, and allow the doubt to kind of point you towards like, oh, okay, what am I trying to learn here? And when we do that enough times, when we see ourselves learning from each experience, we naturally build self-belief. So every time I see myself overcome a hardship and learn from it and take from that and use it the next time, I build self-doubt or I, sorry, I build self-trust. I build self-belief. I'm able to prove to myself that I am in fact learning and I am in fact growing and I am in fact evolving, um, evolving. Oof, this COVID guys, I think I should cut it off there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Um, reach out, give me some hugs on Instagram. I'm at the remote yogi. I would love to hear from you and I will tune in with you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to embracing human podcast. Just a podcast to remind you that it is cool to be human. You're not broken. And I would love to be able to share one of your stories, being able to relate to other people's stories, whether it's a moment of triumph or something embarrassing or just one of those human moments, please share a story with me so I can get other people to feel like they're not alone in this world. My email is in the podcast notes, taryn at theremoteyogi.com. And tune back in every Tuesday around 7 a.m. Eastern time where I'll be dropping new episodes each week, depending on how human I am. To find more resources on embracing a badass human life, check out theremoteyogi.blog. You can find me on any social media at The Remote Yogi for lots of fun yoga, free meditations, and more topics like this that I'm sharing every day. Make sure to follow me and send me a hello on any social media platform. We'll see you guys or chat with you guys next week.